Randall, welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overseen. You may know me better as SEMrush as Center Communications, but I will remind you that this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure unofficial Morty Magic Mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You can find it at the SEORant.com, on Twitter at SEO Rant, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, and terrible podcasts are found. This podcast is there as well. When does the SEO rant come out? Generally speaking, on Thursdays, if I have time, this is not my job, believe it or not. I do this on the side. So if I have time, I do an episode. If I don't have time, I don't do an episode. I usually have time, so usually on Thursdays. But subscribe in case I miss a week. You get notified when the show comes back. That's brilliant. Anyway, for your listening pleasure today, we have the... (laughs) I knew I was going to watch this. For your listening pleasure today, we have a digital marketing and entrepreneurial business advisor. She's an instructor at the University of Hartford's Barney School of Business. Did I botch that? I did. It's all good. It's all good, Morty. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to try one more time. For your... For your listening pleasure, we have a digital marketing entrepreneurial business advisor. She is an she's an instructor. I got this right at the University of Harvard's Entrepreneurial Center at the Barney School of Business. I think I got this right. This actually took ten takes for me to get it. Welcome, Debbie Norton. How are you? Good morning, Morty. I'm great. How are you doing this morning? I can't talk shit anymore after that. <laughs> it's all good thank you for being patient as i botched it literally the audience here will not know this because i'm going to edit it out but uh i botched that intro like 20 times no it's funny it's it is a mouthful that's for sure um great to be on the show thank you so much for having me um i am here to uh to talk a little bit of SEO ranting with you. Oh boy. So we've been interesting. I like when people suggest these kind of topics opposed to, yeah, let me, you know, let's talk about title tags or let's talk about, you know, content strategy and solution to SEO. We're taking a more personal look because you have 20 years of experience in SEO and digital marketing. I do. So let's talk about that because that's a long time to be doing this. You're not burnt out. That's my first question to you, by the way. (laughs) Sometimes. And you know what? If you're not having fun with this, you shouldn't be doing it. So so if I can continue to have uh, enjoy what I'm doing and be passionate about it, I'm still on a roll. So So where do we start this? Because 20 years is a long time to cover. It is a long time to cover. I'll give you the quick overview. I came out of school with a marketing degree. I jumped into print. I was jumped into working on an agency side with Jay Walter Thompson. So that was right off the bat, and that was pretty exciting. Um, from JWT, I left and went into print advertising, and did that for a while, and jumped over into television advertising, and then was introduced to the web. By '95, I'm like, this is cool. So <laughs> that was the, uh, it was like a natural progression of media. And when I found this media, it was like, this is amazing. What made you like it back then? Because I mean, I was, I'm going to, I'm going to date you here. I'm sorry. I was it's not, I was not doing digital marketing or SEO in 1995. Looking back at what it seemed to have, have been like, it does not look like it was fun. It looked like it was insane. Well, it still is insane, Morty. We're on the WWW, the Wild Wild Web, and it Ooh, still like is that, that way. And it, <laughs> that is, it is still the Wild Wild Web. Um, 
But for me personally, I remember uh, getting started in this industry. And when I got introduced to the web, which was through academia, it was like, wow, this is the most incredible medium in the world. Because not only am I able to reach a target audience, I am able to reach a plethora of people. So this was going to make, you know, yellow pages obsolete. It was going to do all of that. And I saw that right on the onset. And so I remember my, uh, my first gigs with all of this was running into a client's office and considering that they knew about the web. And I would be saying, hey, do you have a fax machine that I can plug in my, my modem to, right, right. to dial in to AOL? If I had sound effects on this podcast, I would do the whole router dial up noise, but I don't have any sound effects. <laughs> That's okay. We don't really need to remember that because it was <laughs> horrific. But um, so I predate Google, which is kind of interesting. And so that my journey with that was that I started, um, I started working just with some uh, small company here in Connecticut. We were building websites and my, always my passion for this was to um, really take what the, the business was and to emulate that online. And at that time, it was really online brochures, you know, an overview of, of what uh, their business was. And there was such a disconnect back then, um, huge disconnect. Uh, but from there, I, I graduated, so to speak, into working with this next firm where here in Connecticut, where we were focused completely on development and, and programming. And that was our core, our core values was, or our core business was, was uh, programming. At that juncture, I became a business development. And so we worked that a few years working with kind of mid-sized companies and just kind of people who were a little bit more familiar with the web. And then two things happened. One is as the biz dev person, they came to me and they said, you know, here it is. It's 1990, I'm going to say about eight at this point. And they said, all right, we've been selling websites for, you know, three to $5,000. So now we want to only look at retainer engagements at a minimum of 25 grand a month. And at that point, I nearly fell off the damn chair and said, <laughs> who's going to spend a 25 grand a month? Right. Well, <laughs> that happened to be companies like WebMD which we brought on board, which I brought on board, um, Lincoln fin Financial, some of the really big companies. But what um, actually happened at that intersection was that our company bought a firm out of Portland, Oregon. And this company was started by um, Mr. Audette. And Audette was, was one of the, like kind of the pioneers in search. And he brought with him a team of search marketers. And from that point, SEO was at its uh, infancy, so to speak, but it had just been coined a term. We just started to figure it out. And that was the whole point of <clears throat> escalating to the next level of, of business. And so what was amazing is that we took this company, we grew it, we rebranded it, and we sold it as Catalyst which is now owned by the WPP group. It is a global search operation. Wow. So that was the wow. 
<laughs> taking something from like zero to amazing and to be a part of that team. Yeah, that doesn't happen like that anymore. Yes, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. But from there, um, so after I left Catalyst and had to um, kind of venture out on my own, I did a couple of things. I immediately started teaching adult education because people did not understand the web in any way, shape, or form. And so I did a lot of teaching. And from teaching, I got to the next level where it was like, okay, you're teaching Google AdWords. Can you do that for us? And it was like, yeah, I can do that. So <laughs> sure, I can do that. You never want and, to teach them too much then because then they want to ask you to do it for them. Well, I was doing it for them. Right. That's what I mean. You don't want to tell them too much in the class. Like, don't like hold back a little bit so they hire you. <laughs> You know, I, I have a, I have an instructor's hat and then a practitioner hat and a biz dev hat. And so we wear many hats when we consult on our own. And uh, that has been quite the adventure. So by 2003, I was entirely on my own and started with the teaching, started with um, working with kind of some, some of these uh, smaller organizations and we we're building sites. At that point, I wasn't really that overtly concerned about SEO. Then by 2008, things took a different turn. And um, I got a project put in front of me that was large. And they said, hey, we've been working with an agency for several years doing SEO, but we don't really feel like we're getting what we need. Can you help us? Okay. So. It was like, oh, wow. All right. We've got an agency on board. They want me to double check their agency. So it was pure. Always awkward. Always awkward. Like, uh, (laughs) let me help you out here. Make sure you're not getting shafted. (laughs) Um, That's so hashtag truth. And I was was prepared for this meeting, but not entirely. And the meeting, I will tell you about it because it was truly one of the the first ventures of going in, taking um, seven websites and auditing them. And when I did that, I knew I was going to present and I knew. So the morning of presentation, I jumped on a plane because at that point there were so few of us that I mean, I was being escorted around via plane and, you know, come, come uh, work with us. The, the good old days. The good old days when they actually paid for the hotel and the plane flight. Nice. And, and, and and so I get into this meeting and I knew that, we're, that there was going to be about four of us. And really my biz dev hat should have known every person that was going to be sitting around that round table, but I didn't. So I get in there and I've got at this juncture, um, still using this 2003, uh, eight, I'm using paper. So I had come out with my audit. I had, I had my findings. I had it on paper and I didn't have enough copies for everybody. <laughs> so yeah, this was fantastic. I walk into a room and there's 10 people sitting around the table and I know practically none of them. And there's two on teleprompters because we're talking about, so this was the Ohio School of Broadcasting. 
what ended up happening is that as I was realizing that I didn't have enough um, enough handouts, someone went and kindly made some more copies. However, they forgot to correlate them. So as I was starting to talk, I'm trying to correlate as the whole table is watching me and I slit my hand with a paper cut. No way. <laughs> no, blood everywhere. Blood, blood. So, so here I am and I'm like, oh, holding on to my hand, kind of put it in on my, and then keep going as trying not to get blood on the paper. That's what's good so, about computers. You can't get a paper cut on a laptop. No paper cuts on laptops. Just cancer. It ended up that someone kindly got up and went and got some liquid Band-Aid for me and a Band-Aid and something and brought it to the, put oh. it right in front of me. And I just kept going and ended up being the president of the school. Oh, and nice. I had not even been introduced to them yet. So after doing, um, so not only was the president of the school there, it was also the the original team that had done the SEO was also there. So they were a third party. And, and how was their that. SEO? Oh, well, it was, the name of their company was called SEO Circus. And that kind of oh, that really, really yeah. yeah, it was yeah. perfect. It really was in a Right on brand, huh? It was in alignment with what they had done. So from there, that was fantastic. Spent um, several years uh, working with them directly. And, and helping, them. helping them. Does that still happen like that? Because you, you still hear these horror stories of, I know a bunch of people who do this. They, they're, they're the same thing currently. They, they're brought in by, by clients to double check the agency work. I know, I know people at agencies are, you know, on the reverse side are like, oh, why are these people checking me out? But do you still see the, the same sort of nonsense happening now as it oh, was back then? And that's such a great question. Such a great question, because I think this is kind of moving into the direction. There's two directions where I want to kind of pivot and change, because we are always growing, learning, and, and so forth in this business. And what I'm getting at is that what I have found is that the companies understand the premise of digital marketing. They understand the premise of SEO. They do not understand the intricacies and nor should they. This, they're busy running their business. And, I, and I'm talking about mid-sized companies. This is really kind of the sweet spot. I like the mid-sized companies because you're working directly with the C-suite. And you don't have to put it through a board of directors. You don't have to go through a lot of loops to get changes done. Um, with that being said, um, in the industry now, I see a lot of nefarious work that's happening. And, and what I mean by that is, okay, so um, an agency, I mean, this happened back in the day, it's still happening today, is that an agency will take it on board and they will take, um, I'll just give an example of one I specifically know about right now. They'll, they'll do something like, okay, we'll host your site for free, you know? And uh, with that, they register the domain in their own name. Yikes. Now that's been happening for years. Yep. That's been happening for years. Well, so it's good to see that, that things, nothing, you know, nothing's changed. Well, yeah. <laughs> the thing of it is, is that they, is important. It's true. And and these types of practices, um, the business owners, they just they can't grasp it. They don't understand that. And so I see a very big need in the industry right now to 
coming into a organization and being the business digital advisor to spot check the agencies. And to and and with that being said, I, I just came across one most most recently, and um, it was a it was a former client who had uh, had uh, moved on from the work that we have done and went with an agency. And I said, great, you know, let's look at your stuff and so forth, only to find out that they chose not to use the Google Analytics that had been based on that site for almost eight years. So it had some great historical data and they punted it and put the Google Analytics in their own name. So the client had no way to check it out. Wow. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. And they're paying for it and they don't even know what they're paying for. And so, and so okay, client, can I have control of your Google, Google Analytics account? Why? So I can switch it to my name. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that going on and I see a need to have someone on the inside that understands the intricacies. And that is, that, that's a, that's kind of that, that space that I think is, is missing right now and is an opportunity. So that's kind of in some direction of, of where I want to go. However, with that being said, um, you know, I was thinking about, about, you know, what I've learned in all of this and what I've learned in 20 years of doing digital marketing. And one of the things that I've learned that is that we all come, and we all, I don't really like that saying, but we come from this at different angles. We all look at this from different perspectives and different angles. And um, with that being said, I have always come at it from the angle of what is the business? What is the goals? And how can we translate that online to reach the audience to get the conversion, to meet the expectations. And so that is my passion. When it comes to SEO, what do I love the best? Yes, I understand the tricky, techie, Cody things. Um, I heard you talking one, at one point about, oh, I hate dealing with sitemaps and XMLs and, and making sure they're perfect. <laughs> so they need to be right. And um, my philosophy on all of this is right from the get-go, right from the onset of this, I chose specifically not to code. So, and I know a lot of SEOs that code and right. they code in all different programming languages or they code. <laughs> That's the new one. That's a fun one. If you're cool, you, you Python. Oh, bootstrap, running Ruby right. on Rails. <laughs> well, all, all of the people who are listening who, who do Python are all like up in arms right now. But we, I, I respect the hell out of you. I just don't know how to do Python. Well, that's the point um, that I'm trying to make is that do you need to know how to code? And I will, I will go back to my, to my early, early, early days of deciding of whether, you know, how to, how to branch out and do SEO on my own. And I went to a trusted advisor that um, I had known for years and years and years, who's extremely um, prevalent in the search community. His name is Bill Hunt. 
he sure. ends up doing. Um, so Bill and I sat down for an afternoon and I put everything in front of him and said, hey, do you think I understand this? Do I have what it takes to, you know, kind of branch it out? And he said, well, you have asked all the right questions. So from there, I'm like, I've got this. And so, uh, so back to how do we, you know, how did we come at SEO and how did we get here? And I made a conscious decision that I would understand, read, and know how to read code in order to get the SEO understanding that I needed, but not to program. Because really there's people, yeah, people know how to program. Right. I mean, that's always the age of code. Do you need to know how to code or not know how to code? My 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 take has always been, no, you don't need to know how to code. Is it helpful? Yes. Being familiar with code is, I would say you have to have some familiarity with code in order to SEO for the most part. But I'm not on the, I am not in the camp that you need to know how to code. But I'm just saying like, why, why did you make a conscious decision not to learn how to code? I think coding takes a different brain set than it comes to the marketing side. That's very true. Um, it is. It is a total different brain set. Um, what I did know is that I had to know how to read code. Right. I had to know what I was working with. And that um, kind of has set me apart in some respects where I can be put something in front of me and I love the I love the tools. We're going to talk about tools. I'm sure we're going to talk about tools. But one of my favorite tools um, is built with, because we can immediately look where are where is this site now, um, or Wayback Machine. And I go into, love Wayback Machine. Wayback Machine is a great one. Um, so yeah, you don't need to know how to code, but you do need to understand the code you're working with. You do need to know how to read the code. You do need to see the hiccups in the code so that you can alert the developer, the programmer to help get over that hurdle. So we're close to running out of time. I'm not running out of time. I mean, I do another meeting at some point, but um, to, to the point of time where my listenership just falls off the cliff, but you brought up tools and I'm curious, you've been doing SEO for 20 years, the tools then and the tools now, I know because I work for well, multiple tools, um, very different, better or worse? I'm just curious. Is it better now or, or worse now because of the tools? Um, be honest. Well, I, I can handle it. I can take it. <laughs> no, tools. Tools are great. We have to know when to use them. I think qualifying them to the need and really matching them up to the need. One of the, um, the earliest uh, piece of advice I was given, I ended up in my career um, at a juncture back in after the 2008-ish, I ended up collaborating with a former colleague, Detlev Johnson. And Detlev is an amazing, Detlev is amazing. Um, And the two of us together were just a powerhouse of, of work. And one of the things that on the very onset that had been given to me as advice was, Debbie, stick to the engines. Stick to what the engines are seeing because that is what is really crawling the site. So that that was really true to me. So my favorite tools still today are Google Analytics, Google Search Console, Webmaster Tools, Bing. I love that. 
then we do have third-party tools that will help us. Certainly your organization of SEM Rush is great with, with lots of different avenues of tools and for links and, and finding links. I mean, back in the day, we were using something called Xenu. I don't even know if you know that. I don't even know if you were born when Xenu was available. <laughs> but, um... born. <laughs> born before the internet. <laughs> Well, anyway, so yeah, um, I've stuck very close to the engines. I love uh, one of my favorite tools is probably using Google search operators oh, and cool. see if it's even crawled, is it indexed, is mm -hmm. it, you know, and so forth. So no, tools search console are, is like the, the foundational SEO tool. It is. It is. It is. And uh, overlooked a lot is the Bing Webmaster. Tools. Yeah, and I, I'm guilty, by the way. But no, they have amazing tools and they give you a lot of free stuff, too. So I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a third party tool because I need to eat. But they do have a lot of they do have a lot of free tools in the uh, in Bing's uh, Webmaster tool set. As of I like last year or two, they really added a lot more. They have. They have. And Dwayne Forrester kind of pioneered all of that. And it was some some great work. It was great to yeah. see Bing getting on board with that. You know, Bing still powers one third of the web. And I think a lot of people kind of negate that because we always think Google, Google, Google. But, you know, there is Bing. So there, you know, there's a lot that has happened in this industry. Things have changed exponentially. But what has remained the same is back to the beginning of our conversation is matching up the the intent and the business goal and understanding that so thoroughly so that you can hone in on that target audience deliver the right content and match it up to get the conversion and there's your kpis and if you can do that and you can do that well you will grow the, so as i teach i'm yeah, sorry no, no, no. yeah mike is yours um, in teaching, the, these are things that um, have been challenging because a lot of, and I know we only have a few more minutes, but one of the things that has been a real challenge is embracing DIY sites. And we, we all know about DIY sites. And this is what, um, this is what can be a real challenge is that the DIYs, you know, have such limitations to them. And probably in search, that has been the most challenging. And so now when I'm looking and facing entrepreneurs and people that are just on the growth avenue, I'm saying, pay attention to content, pay attention to your target audience. We may not be able to get into the depth of the, the source code on your GoDaddy site or Wix or Squarespace or Etc. Etc. And but we can really optimize um, the on page as well as we possibly can. So yeah. so they have and, their place, and they're getting better. I can I have firsthand experience of this. Yes, but yes, you do. It, it's true. By the way, the the, the do it yourself site, the main. I there's a John Mueller. I, someone tagged me this conversation with John Mueller back in. Maybe a year or so ago, something like that, where they were talking about doing a test to what was Rob May, I think. And John chimed in. There's a whole context to it, but the point is that John said you know, the, the biggest thing that's holding back a small business with their site is not the CMS and the technical side of SEO anymore. The CMSs are getting better. They handle that relatively well. It's the content. And I can tell you 1000% 
having looked, and I'm not going to, well, if you, if you know my history, you know, you know exactly which website I'm talking about. Looking at a lot of small business do-it-yourself websites, the biggest problem is you go to the website and you have absolutely no idea what this website does. What's your business? Who are you targeting? What's your angle? What's your unique propositions? What's your unique selling points? What is your site and business about your brand about? Because I'm looking at your site and I've read five pages and I can't figure it out. <laughs> you are so on target and you reading five pages is that's unheard of. We no, have I mean, I was only doing it because I had to. <laughs> we have two seconds to make that, that message come through. And that's true. And that's what I really focus in on is that I have to, what do they say? You know, don't make me think right. is, yeah. you know, this is my organization. Here's our mission. Boom, shakalaka. So you know it intuitively so that you want to get in. Is this for me? Is this not me? And that's yep. what you're going to see the bounces and, and what's working, what's not working. But yeah, I mean, I do see the uh, benefits of it. Um, there are certainly the drawbacks. And coming from an old school uh angle from this it's like get me into the code oh no i don't want to pay to play what happens if i don't pay oh you mean i don't own the content really so there's some very there's a give and take to it one million thousand gazillion percent there definitely is you understand that but the budgeting for that it makes it more widely available it's different different strokes for different folks Indeed. And if the budget is the concern and the budget is the, the issue and the hurdle, then then DIY has its place. And if I had sound effects, I would now play the different strokes theme song, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I it's think that's great. a great place to wrap this up. It would be great if I had that music. Anyway, David, where can people find you? Um, I'm real active on Twitter at Bravo Media One. Um, I'm active on LinkedIn but more on Twitter. So it, not yet, you know, my 10 year old niece are, and I'm from sure your kids are, but oh, not it, yet. They're like right in that, like, you know, sweet spot where they're not into social, they're, they're 10, my oldest are 10. So like they haven't hit yeah. that point of social media. The second they start TikTok, the second they're on their own. No, they will be. Believe me, <laughs> I have a 11 year old niece who TikToks like daily. Oh, and then my thought is, remember, this is all going to stay online, dear. That's right. <laughs> Forever. So on Twitter, on LinkedIn, but not on TikTok. Indeed. Indeed. Awesome. And thank you so very much, Morty. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming. It's been a pleasure to my audience when does the seo rant come out each week on thursdays look for us on stitcher spotify wherever you found it this time that you're listening to it find it again in that case debbie thank you for coming on and my audience doodles thank you very much